everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humble and Hungry Podcast featuring DaVinci Jordan uh, as well as your host, Brandon. We're hanging out here. Another episode, another athlete. We've got another story to tell, DaVinci. Yeah, we do. This one, this one is really special for me. And this is an athlete that I haven't trained for a long time, but he's one of the most special ones. So who is it? My boy, Tyson. Tyson. I met Tyson um, during NBA pre-draft for Rock Nation down in New York. Um, I remember the first day meeting Tyson, uh, walked into the gym and, and, uh, he gave me the name Unk, which I was like, okay, all right, cool, cool. But he was a guy that is very, he's different than most athletes. He's in tune with his body. He's in tune with where he wants to go. And he has a clear vision of where he wants to go, where he needs to be. And he doesn't skip any steps. And the famous Tyson line is don't cheat my reps. Don't cheat my reps. I need every Um, penny out of every rep. And so I'm excited. And why I wanted him on is because everybody has a story to tell. But I want to talk about I want him to talk about his story, where he comes from, um, why he's so serious about what he's doing and why he is so focused on awesome. what he's doing. Well, Tyson, welcome to the podcast, man. It's good to good to have you on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anything, that, honor. anything you want to rebut on what DaVinci said about you or does that sound accurate? No. Yeah, my jump shot accurate. is better. His. My no. jump shot is better. Uh, we might have to rebut that one just a little bit. Oh, Man, I seen Uncle D make a couple shots though during the future. You were there for eight weeks and you made a couple shots. Yeah, man, look that NBA three point line is far. It's really far. Like I gotta like take a, I gotta run from the opposite side of the court and run to the three point line and then shoot it. And Tyson is just like flushing it. It look like it looks it looks like a layup. All right. Well, let's go ahead and. Let's go ahead and dig into it a little bit, Tyson. Uh, so I guess where did you go to school, and kind of how did you go from college into the Rock Nation pre-draft class with DaVinci and Gameface? Uh, so I went to for college. I attended Wichita State University in Wichita, Kansas. I'm sorry, this background noise right now. Everybody's starting to move out. Um, but I went to Wichita State in, in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I decided to go to Rock Nation uh, probably around March. Is when I made my official announcement. Uh, but I kind of said I was going to go to Rock Nation when I was in high school. I kind of just like put it on a, a, like a, I guess like a vision board. I put the picture plan on the vision board and I said, you know, one day this, this agency is going to represent me. Um, so when Drew started to contact me, uh, I kind of decided, you know what, you know, I can't, I can't really go against the universe. I can't go against spirit. And then I was able to actually speak to DaVinci uh, mm-hmm. uh, probably around like February. Yep. And I could just tell over the phone that he was really serious about, you know, what he wanted to do uh, with his athletes and how serious he was. And that's, that was really important for me because I, had, I wanted to be with people that were going to be just as committed as I was uh, to my process, especially the pre-draft. Pre-draft is such an important time. Um, it's such an important eight weeks because you're still getting ready for the for the for the draft, which are also at the same time getting ready for your rookie season in just like an eight week period. So it's so much that goes uh, into that training. You know, I just felt like you know going with with Deventry uh, and Deontay, they just were guys that were really committed to you know making sure that we were uh, always performing at performing at our optimum level, and that was really important for me. All right. So Tyson, you said day one, he made a big impression. What what made you stand out to you? For me, um, 
walking into the gym, I kind of came late to the show. I was just finishing up NBA combine training. I mean, NFL pre-draft training um, down in Boca. So I was kind of late coming in. I was about a week late and Deontay kind of started everything off and he kind of prepped everybody about how I was. But when I walked in, Tyson just took the time to really engage me as a person. Um, we had our previous conversations about training and, and we got right to work. And these guys know, like, we only got so much time to get stuff done. And he was more or less a catalyst for the whole group. Um, when Tyson was in a room, the energy was felt. Everybody worked at a higher level. And it was just really, really good for me. But Tyson, I want to back up because you told me a story when we were in Chicago about how you came out a year ahead of time and then went back to school. Remember yeah. that? I want you to kind of, mm -hmm. I want you to kind of talk about that. Like you're skipping some of them steps on that journey, man. Talk a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I my journey is, I think just, we could definitely talk about that. I think, you know, what maybe will help a lot of people is really what my journey was um, starting in high school because there was a point where I almost stopped playing basketball and almost gave the game up completely. Uh, but to go back to that uh, story you referred to, yeah, so I, after my sophomore season uh, at Wichita State, I had one player a year in my conference um, and led my team to be conference champions and just really had a great season, like one of the best seasons in, in all of college basketball. Um, and I kind of continued to prove my stock over the course of my season. Um, but, you know, I went through the draft last year. I just didn't feel that I was really prepared for what the NBA was. Mm -hmm. Skillfully, I was prepared, but from a performance standpoint, I felt like I had a lot of room to grow. And I think mentally and emotionally and understanding, having emotional intelligence is something I really wasn't strong in, right. strong enough in. Because I was strong in it, but it wasn't at the point that I felt like I was ready to take that leap to professionalism yet. Um, so I ultimately decided to return back to school, which was like a really, really hard decision uh, for me. And there was a bunch of different reasons why that was a hard decision. Um, but mm -hmm. that's kind of unnecessary to tap in, tap on. Sure. But it definitely was a, it definitely was a tough decision for me to make. Um, so that's why coming back and going into this draft, I knew everything that I, I, I knew the standard in which everything needed to be at. Right. In order for to, in order to give myself the best shot and opportunity at you know finding my myself in this league, um, and that's why I was asked so many questions on that initial phone call that we had because it's like, I right, this is what I know I need to have. Can you provide this for me? Right, and it right. It was just like, and that went down the board from working with you, working with Alex and Derek, uh, working with my other trainers that I worked with during the pre draft. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. I need everybody at a certain standard because I knew the standard that I was going to push myself to. For sure. And you definitely did it, man. I mean, every single day you brought your best foot, like even with your recovery, with your sleep, with like your eating, you brought it every single day. And if, if people can model that routine, if I could take that and bottle it up and, 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 and give it to every athlete, I would, because like you brought it every single day, no matter what, after your, after your workouts and um, your team workouts, you got right back into it. Like I was, I was amazed, you know, by just your work ethic and, and just who you are as a person, you know, I appreciate that. And um, talk, tell me about, man, you were, you were about, so you were in high school, you were about to quit playing basketball. 
Yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't even think. You even going to play football? I did play football all the <laughs> way up until, like, my freshman year in high school. I was good at it, too. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, growing up, I had always been a talented basketball player, like, from diapers. And then my dad started me into competitive basketball early on. I probably was about six, and I was playing with 10-year-olds. Um, and still could, like, hold my own against them. Um, so always been talented, but I didn't have a work ethic. Didn't yeah. want to do any work. Didn't want to do any extra workouts. Couldn't drag me to the gym. I was not going. If it was a decision to go hang out with friends or go play basketball, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Right. And, you know, I got to a point where, you know, I, I remember this quote. It was like, sometimes your talent, talent brings you places that your character can't keep you. Mm, that's good. I felt like I, I felt like I experienced that uh, early on because I had gotten to a point where I had just been getting by on talent, you know, and I really wasn't playing the game because I loved the game. I was doing right. it, you know, because it was the popular thing to do or my dad right. played it, my uncle played it. So I almost felt obligated to play it. Like if right. I didn't play it, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. But that love that you need to, to kind of just continue to elevate yourself, I didn't have anymore i had it when i was younger but i around like ages from maybe 11 to 14 it it had totally gone away um and i remember people started to kind of the older kids started to like hold themselves back so they were like playing down ages so now i went from somebody that was starting getting a lot of points to somebody that didn't get off the bench at all right and it was a lot for me because it's like this is the first time basketball wise I've been hit in the face. And I don't wow. really know what to do. You know, right. I don't, I'm not used to working hard. So it's not like I'm getting in the gym. Like I, I don't know what to do. Right. And right. then um, me and my, one of my closest friends, me, with me and him, had always been the best players on our AAU team. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember that my freshman year of high school, he we hadn't seen each other because obviously the high school season schedules are differently. But AAU, everybody comes back together, mm-hmm. and that's why I hadn't hadn't seen him in you know a couple months. Right, and you know, you know, I think this the last conversation we ever had was you know we saw each other, gave me a hug, and he just kept saying how much he missed me. Wow. And then the next the next weekend, he got shot and killed. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that when we were doing doing training and yeah. I remember us having some, some it, conversations about yeah. pushing through and, and he mm-hmm. and he he's the person that's on my leg. I have a tattoo, a portrait of him on my leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that day totally changed my whole life. Like yeah. I think I look at my life like I've had two lives. I've had everything up until that day and everything after that day. Because I looked at it like, you know, this is somebody that everybody thought that he was going to be the one that's going to be in the NBA. You know, like he was that guy. Like, right. And for him to, you know, pass away the way he did and so suddenly, you know, with so much of his life still left, I kind of like took a step back and was like, you know, am I being ungrateful? Am I being careless? Because right. I have this talent in me, but I'm not doing anything to amplify it. Like maybe right. I'm, maybe I need to do something. Like maybe the world needs to see me. Yeah. And I just looked at it like, you know what? He's no longer here. I'm going to work hard in honor of him. 
So I started going to the gym, mm-hmm. started reading up, running on the treadmill, mm-hmm. eating better, like getting in the gym, working hard, working hard. Because I'm doing it in honor of him. I'm not even right. doing it for myself. Right, right. You know, I just don't know how to, ch- I don't know how else to channel this pain that I'm going through. So I'm right, just like, right. all right, I'm going to just do physical. But through that, I started to see myself get a lot better. Yeah. Like in a short amount of time, like yeah. two months, I'm like, oh, I'm actually, like I'm losing weight. I'm getting fit. Yeah. The game's getting better. You know, it was amazing for me to watch you guys. And I, see me, I've been doing this for so long, but I think you remember some of the conversation, like if you guys buy into what we're doing, you guys will become better athletes, right? And I started yeah. seeing. And it's the consistency. It's and the you consistency turn that curve. Around. I started seeing you jump higher. Like your lateral movement started becoming a lot quicker. You know, your acceleration, deceleration, your change of direction. I started watching you and I'm like, it's clicking. It's clicking. It's clicking. Yeah. I remember you coming to me saying, oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it now. You know? And, and I said um, that. And I said that too because I felt like I had lost it. Yeah. I didn't feel athletic anymore. I felt in college, I felt like extremely run down. I felt extremely not myself. So when I was having those like, those flickerings of like my true athleticism starting to tap back in, it yeah, was like, yeah. Thank God, you know, because yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like I'm about to be on the floor the rest of my life. Right, right, dude, you you amaze me, and and I want to speed up and go back to pro day, that night of the pro day, dude, that performance you guys put on, you and Ron, and I looked up in the crowd, and everybody was amazed, but I wasn't, like I knew that was going to happen just by your work ethic, and it was like I almost expected that. Right. I didn't expect anything mm-hmm. less. You probably only missed maybe four shots. It was like, I feel like even now you're talking like your friend was like living through you. You know, like you put on such a performance. It blew me away. Well, I appreciate you. You know, you gave me so many hugs after that. I did. Uh-oh. I just had to hug you, dude. Tyson's like, bro, <laughs> give me some space. Dude, I just had. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm good deal. Like with he that. checked out. And it was like something was carrying him. And when he walked off, he kind of went back to Tyson. You could just look at his face. And, like, he had this look like, I just gave it all I got. I'm like, dude, you gave it all you got and then some. Yeah. You know, I think you said, you know, my friend moving through me. I think for me, um, like, I wore number – like, my number is number one now because that's the yeah. one – that's the number that he wore. Yeah. For me, like, a big part of what I do is, you know, to – to, I promised him that the whole world one day is going to know who exactly who he was. Amen. You know, so everything that I do, you know, he also does with me. Right, right. Um, and I just felt like in, in regards to the pro day, you know, I definitely felt like I should have been invited to the combine. But, you yeah. know, I didn't. And, you know, that's out of, that was out of my control. You know, all I, all I ever asked for the opportunity. That's all I ever asked for the opportunity. And just to make sure that I was ready for the opportunity. So I knew the one opportunity that I had have every team in the gym was going to be my pro day. And I just got there and told myself, you know, what it's meant to be is going to be. Even in the summer league, you you got your opportunity, right? You killed that game. I mean, you brought that, you brought your team back in the second half to win the game. You hit the game with a shot. Yeah. I expected that though. And for me, I think like people like you, people that see my work ethic every day, people that know who I'm, who I am and know what I'm about. And know that I really don't cheat steps, and everything that I say, I, everything that I say I do, I really do. You do. Um, 
you know. So for you, for Drew, for my for my dad, my friends, they aren't surprised when I do these things. But me, when I get into these moments, I let go completely. You know, I surrender because yeah. I understand every step is serving the highest good. Yeah, that's a good word. And it takes and it takes a lot of pressure on off of me. Yeah, you know instead of playing in a fear state or operating in a fear state of like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. Right. We often stifle ourselves, but we're able to, we're able to let go and give that to God or whatever you believe the higher power is. Right. Right. It right. It takes that pressure off of you. Cause it's like, I'm bestowing this upon you. Let mm. me, let me do, let me, what I've been working on flow, flow out. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. That's a, that's a, that's an amazing word. Even for me, I had a, so in all transparency, I had an incident a couple weeks ago where, you know, I have been stressing, trying to control it all. So I end up going to ER. Um, wow. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was a scary moment for me. You know, I'm healthy. I work out. But I was in a moment of where I had to surrender because I couldn't breathe. And every time I was trying to breathe on my own, my chest kept tightening up more and more and more. And so I'm in the ER. I land on this bed thinking I would never be there. Not me. I've seen all my family have because my we have heart conditions in my family. And um I was landing there oh, and it was man. at the point where I just surrendered, right? To me, it's God. I surrendered to God where I was able to start breathing again, breathing again. And I think we get those reminders in life where stop trying to do you and let me do you for you and just surrender. And if you surrender to me, I'll take care of everything else for you. You know, where we got to become human beings instead of human doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you have know? to always be. You always have to be. You do the work. Yeah. But there's so many things that there's so many moving parts to life. Um, but not just basketball. There's so many different moving parts to life that you would literally, it's impossible to control everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you surrender the how. I always say surrender the how. It's like yes, you know what the what is and the why. Yeah. What you're doing and why you want to do it. Amen. But the how, the how isn't your business. There's so many right. different things that fall in place. And this person moves to this place and this person says this, that it triggers a domino effect. And then yes. the how is revealed. But you can't, it, people are scared to start things because they don't know how it's going to work. Facts. Facts. And, and, and they're not consistent and they're afraid and they're not ready for those different levels. And that's why I respect mm -hmm. you as a person, because I see a lot of what I've been through and you even now to the stage where, you know, as a performance company, we used to be in a in a twenty five hundred square foot facility, you know, where nobody was watching us to us being in a national brand. But it's, it's a preparation stage, right? It's, it's those dark nights when you're alone and nobody's with you. And you're sitting to yourself and you're manifesting where you want to go, right? And you're not skipping those steps. And so now, speeding up to now, you're a professional athlete. You're living your dream because you didn't skip steps, right? Can't. And, 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 and to people on the outside looking in, they don't know you, right? They don't know you. They think you just shoot a jump shot, but they don't understand that the sleep is nice where you got up to 300 jump shots or after work, uh, you're like, oh, I need to get up 100 more shots. You get up 100 more shots. I missed 10. I got to do another 100 where it's a relentless effort that you put in to get to this level. Mm -hmm. So now you're a professional athlete, man. Talk to me, man. How does it feel? Where are you sitting right now? Tell the, tell the people what's up. 
I am currently sitting in our practice facility right now, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Just had lunch. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, somebody asked me this other day, like, has it, like, has it set in that you are where you are? And I said, yes and no. Because, yes, it's like, all right, now I know that there's a different symbol on my jerseys. <laughs> and, right. you know, it's definitely a different way of life now. But for me, like, I've kind of, in order for me to even get to this point, I've had to treat everything as a professional. I knew you were about to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I had to eat a certain way. I had to sleep a certain way. I had to take care of my body a certain way. I had to not just go to the gym and shoot shoot around, but be very intentional with each drill and how long I'm in there. Everything I've I've done, I've had to be a professional or do Mm -hmm. it to the the standard in which I believe the professional would Mm -hmm. do it. You know, because some things I didn't know how to. But I'm just thinking, all right, this is what a professional level is. Selfishly, um, I can't wait to the offseason. I can't wait to get back a hold of you again, you know? Oh, yeah, it's lit. It's hey, lit. You, just, you just motivate me. You put on that Meek Mill, you know, and... and mm, got to. Got to keep hey, that. Yeah, we just go crazy. Up. Yeah. But I just so, like, I, I've been in this mind frame of this is how I operate for so long that yeah. I just stay myself. It's not so much of a change. Like, learning the concepts and knowing the tips and tricks of being in the NBA, that's the stuff that I'm learning. But overall, I still feel as if I'm myself. Wow. Did you, did you sign an apparel deal yet? Uh, nah, nah, not yet. That'll come, that'll come soon. Yeah. Hey, we were just talking about and one. Yeah. And one. You remember, <laughs> Hey, did you see, we were just, I watched that documentary the other day about and one. Remember that? Remember oh yeah. That For sure. My dad, my dad was one of the early people with, with and one and my uncle. Nice. So what's next? What's next? What's next for Tyson? You know, you're, 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 uh, you made it to the NBA. Um, What's next? Clothing line. No. You know, you like the dress. You're probably one of the best dresses I've seen. So like, <laughs> uh, I think, I think, you know, a clothing line, I think that I probably won't have a clothing line. I'd definitely be somebody that gives counseling to, you know, brands on what they should be doing. I'll definitely do collaborations. Um, you know, for me, you know, I, at the end of the day, my main focus is continue to, to share my story and build my story, write my story. Um, not even write it, you know, act it out because it's already written. You know, Facts. it's already it's already written. You know, it's just the process to that, you know, that end scene, you know. So for me, it's just about taking it day by day. I know what I'll be, you know, when my career is all said and done. Uh, but it's just about the daily steps, the daily processes. And for me, my intention is to be able to inspire, motivate people through those day-to-day actions and through, you know, my experiences. So one day, hopefully, inspire. Yeah. Even if it's just one person to go right. after their, their goal. So and their what's practice like now, man? So is is it is it? harder does it like is it more <laughs> it's it's different it's it's so different <laughs> it, it's so different you know in college like you just get beat up like yeah. college is, is home of let's just kill your body and right you deal with it here it's like you know it's 82 games traveling yeah. every single night basically um so it's way more efficient way more productive be on the court 40 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. Be on the court maybe thirty more minutes, and then 
he gets a lift in. Lift is only 40, 45 minutes. Yep, yep. So now you're in. You, know, okay. you get in, you get you done by like 12, 31 o'clock. Yeah. You know, I'm not used to that. You know, right. obviously I come I come back and do my own my own work. I already figured that. You're getting up your your extra three hundred shots. Yeah, but I'm not you know, I'm not used to it being so quick and right. having so much time. You know, wow. to kind of have so much free time. So it's definitely different. Um, but I think it's if I think that if we were able to, you know, kind of like give this down to all the way down to youth basketball, I think we would see a lot more people having long careers. I look I think, man, that's a, that, that's another you know thing we could lead into is that I think the perception that people have about being a professional athlete is like you just got to beat your body up. And no. you don't. If you beat your body up, you you you're never kinda make like it. you go the opposite way of where you want to go. Yeah. yeah. And that's you something have, I'm I had to learn. And you, you have so many because I am so wanna work. I wanna work. I wanna work. Yeah. I wanna work. Yeah. I wanna work. Remember I used to ride you about that, like, dude, go lay down, stay, get off your feet, sit down, yeah. no Tyson, yeah. sit down, rest, um, but you know what? You listened and you did it. Mm-hmm. It's just chill out, hang out, let's get let's get into normal text and you know, relax because like being at the level you're at, your body is your is your is your asset. Yeah, and you have to protect you always. Well, and like I, I was just saying, like, no, you're good. Like you know, athletes, we, we get this misconception sometimes that like I've got to be able to go twenty four seven all the time, mm-hmm. but you you don't because you're not an endurance athlete, mm-hmm. right? You we are especially with basketball, high cardio, high explosiveness, mm-hmm. high, change of direction all the time change of speed you just have to be great for short bursts mm-hmm. but you have to be you know you have to go from zero to a hundred and, and be able to kind of manage it over the the four quarters of basketball but that's mm-hmm. a problem and i think that's something you've done really well to yeah. you're translating the training to the show yep. whereas most people have that thing if you're not working you're not getting better and you know tyson you even mentioned it before you had to be intentional about what you did yeah because you could have done a hundred layups every single day and you wouldn't really be a better player. Right. No. Right. Right. I think that is just like, I feel like it is a traditional way of telling people to work hard, but there's really no evidence on, is this what actually gets you better? Right. Cause I, I, I like to study a lot. So, you know, just studying about, you know, the body, and how skills are attained, mm-hmm. you know, I, I read and studied and researched that, you know, you really don't even make the adaptations until you're in your rest periods. Yep. Yep. So yep. it's like, if I'm working out X amount of hours, X amount of times per day, and I'm never really giving myself that adequate time to rest, mm-hmm. I basically worked out for no reason. Right. Cause right. I'm never going to give myself the ability to, get better and grow you right. know i dealt with that a lot I, I probably had cns fatigue adrenal fatigue i had probably had all that in high school even mm-hmm. the beginning of college i didn't really start to like take rest days until my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. and i think people get so like like caught up in the like i need to do it like this like, I, I gotta go in the gym seven i used to be seven days a week monday through sunday mm. two three times a day right like forcing myself to get up to the, out of bed at 5 a.m. to go work out, run the mm-hmm. gym. And I'm like, I feel awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even play in my games. Right. 
Like I'm still performing well, but I feel like I got hit by a train every Sunday after my AAU tournaments. Right. Because I'm working so hard Monday through Friday. Exactly. I work out three times a day, Monday through Friday, then go play a six-game tournament on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Do, do they track your um, kind of conditioning or physical levels kind of with the stoplight method, green, yellow, red now? Um, like for right. us, we do eight, we do, um, we have trackers. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, each morning we have to do like this body check-in and where they check, you know, how well we recovered the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so just give them a gauge um, and get numbers for where like guys are at normally. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I know that, that type of resource isn't available to everybody for sure. Um, but I think like the biggest thing for all athletes is being able to be honest with yourself mm. and, and listen, listen to your body. And like, if you're dead tired, why do you think you need to go into the gym? You know, are you really doing it because you want to get better or are you doing it because you feel like somebody else is outworking you? Right. You know, they might be in the gym, yeah, but they might have also took three days off the day before, mm-hmm. the days before. Yeah. And you were in the gym, you know? So I think you do more in the long term. You do better for yourself when you're able to be honest with yourself Bucks. and listen to yourself. And that's something I'm literally just beginning to learn now. I see a book coming, man. I see, I see, I see the TE book coming out. Everybody says that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I maybe you know maybe eventually. I think I think maybe I think that I'll give a visual book though. I think just being because like I, I look at like the Kobe Bryant documentary Muse as like a teaching tool um, for me, um, and I always go back to that and tap into the way he did things and see what his mentality was behind certain things. So do you guys and practice me, five days a week? I want to do that. You guys um, practice five days a week out there? Is it just a... probably manage no. the load, right? Yeah. You guys, yeah, all have your... right now because we don't have training camp. You know, every team is pretty much Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. When does camp uh, start? And end of September, so you still like a, like three weeks away. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we just go hard, but like I said at the beginning, you know, productively, efficiently. I think that's how the NBA operates now. So what's it look like for you now, like your your situation? Uh, climbing up, you know, taking the. I already know you are. No, shooting shots from half court. Yeah. All right. Don't change. Part of my Uh, game. What's uh What's one of your favorite? And I know you have access to all these fun toys and things like that. But what's one of your favorite recovery tools or techniques out there that you've been using? Mm. I think my my favorite technique is meditation. But when it comes to tools, I I'd probably say red light therapy or hyperbaric chamber. Um, I'm big in the red light therapy um, just for the I like the benefits of it. You know, improve sleep, improve performance. You know, joint healing, muscle healing. Yeah. Um, and just you know, boost testosterone naturally. Um, and we get so much blue light and artificial light throughout the day. Yeah, I think being able to be in that chamber and reverse the light that we're getting it is good for you know overall health and wellness and performance. You got the one with the Himalaya sea salt in it? Is that that one? Nah, nah, it's like these two 
red panels and you just okay. stand in between them. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know Juve makes some of yeah, those. Yeah. The Juve, Juve, Juve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I use. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been hearing about it and researching about it and yeah, it's kind of, you know, uh, our environment mm-hmm. affects us so much like on an anatomical level that, you know, you don't even realize it and different frequencies of light changes, you know, different stimulus and things like that. And it sounds like those warm tones are extremely powerful uh, for other people that want to like junk out on, on human performance. Andrew Huberman is like a super nerdy, deep level guy. He talks about a lot of that stuff to sleep, red yeah. light, uh, kind of things like that. So they, you know, I, I also go out and, and I think so many, like you were saying, uh, and that's what made me think of it. So many frequencies, cell phone, Wi-Fi, all these different things that we get bombarded with throughout the day. Just going out in the sun and putting your feet on the grass, you know, like you're able to ground out and like the earth is able to like take some of those frequencies out of your your body because it creates toxins. So yeah, I well, do that. That's good that you out in New York for a little bit because I just see much grass at all in New York. Well, we had to take you across the water in New Jersey. We would have seen some more grass. But New York is the concrete to. jungle. It's the concrete jungle. You ain't going <laughs> to get too much grass in New York. I complained every day. I'm like, Tyson, I don't know oh, how yeah, you grew up here. Man. Man. I love it. I love it. It's a consistent, constant grind. You know, it's a grind. You have to be built for it. Cause You've got to be. Just, you got to be built for it. Because um, people from New York don't even like New York. That's how crazy it is. That's why everybody go to Times Square. And you know, everybody's a tourist terrible. if you go in there. A tourist. You never saw me in Times Square. No, no, never. We saw you shopping, <laughs> buying like these designer joggers nope. with this matching. Nope. Off I ain't hoodie. buying nothing. That's, hey, that was J. Lou. I ain't buying nothing during the, uh, during the pre draft. Hey, you know I'm what I need? Focus. From, you know focus what I need from one you, though, right? You know what I need you're from you? Not getting the, you're not getting the green Kobe's, bro. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Go ahead and <laughs> ship them up here to me. Sign them for me. Yeah, I'll get you one one day. You ain't getting them, though. <laughs> I feel like them Kobe's got, like, a special superpower in them. They do. It's Kobe the, It's Kobe by himself. His energy is in everything. Yeah. Like, Every shoot he got. Man, it's, it's got this special super juice in them, so I need those. Yeah. Well, no, man, I, I, I appreciate you hopping on with me. You know, you're you're a special person, man. And like I, I just I'm just excited for a relationship just to grow over time, you know. For sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see you over time um as an athlete because I know you're like you're like fine wine and as as you get older, you're gonna get better, right? Yeah. And yeah. um I'm excited for people to hear this podcast because there's a lot of keys in here. And I'm hoping that it just changes somebody's life and their perspective of being an athlete um, and really just all the way around. And if they're seeking performance training, asking the right questions, they're not going to somebody because they see them on Instagram. Right. Yeah. And, they're yeah. Doing it for the and that's brand. another, that's another very, that's an amazing point. And I'll address that too. <laughs> you at the end of the day, cameras, this is how I operate. Cameras is cool and everything. I have no knock to anybody that, you know, does that. Obviously, right. in the day that we're in, you, right. you need content. But if you're getting better and where you got to go to is in the basement somewhere, but you know you're getting better. Right. You know, all that work that you're 
that you've been doing in that basement, it's going to come to light when you're on yeah. that court and you're on that right. field. Yep. And then you get even more recognition. I think that, you know, my advice to athletes, everybody, any age, is like, go to where you know you're going to get better. Right. And all that extra stuff is going to come with it. Don't seek somebody out because they do all that, but it's not really quality work. Right. You know, I think that's the most important thing is you want right. to take quality as much as you can because at the end of the day, we're athletes trying right. to be something. Facts. I love it. Stay on the stage. That's where you need to show off. Uh, you know, spend your time where you can just focus on getting better. Uh, 1% every day is what you say, DaVentry. 1% better every day, man. Gains. 1% gains, marginal, marginal gains, compound interest. Yeah. Okay. I, I love it. that too. I love I it. I know it. Trust me. I know it. Well, obviously, Tyson, thanks so much for jumping on and sharing, you know, very personal story on, on your behalf and kind of your journey out there. Like DaVentry said, I mean, uh, so many athletes are going to, you know, connect with this. And if you do, you know, share it, obviously, if you know somebody you think could speak to share it with them as well, you, you just might mm -hmm. change the trajectory of an athlete, just like, you know, you had the, that inflection point as sad as it was, you've now turned it into something so, so big and, you know, bigger than yourself. And you're going to use that to, to just amazing, amazing heights. So thank you for, for doing that. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uncle Dean, it was good to see you face to face. You too, Even man. We're I can't, not hey, in I can't the physical. To come out to a game with my green Kobe's on. Then you gonna have to buy them before I give you them, man. Listen, I'll take a jersey and you know a bag of popcorn. You know, I got you. you already know I'm taking care of you. I already do. know, man. You family, man. I appreciate your time, man, and thank you for for taking the time for me. Appreciate you, Uncle D. Always anything. I got hey, you. All season is up. You know, it's up and yeah, all season. Yeah, for sure. That's a fact. We get the gang back together, baby. Man, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap us up again. Hey, make sure you go to follow Tyson. I've got his uh, Instagram in the in the description. Go check him out. Follow him. Uh, tell him that you appreciate it. But again, as always, uh, we're gonna bring in more real athlete stories to you guys. Uh, thanks to the relationships that Venture built. So share with a friend. We'd appreciate the help. Review us on Spotify. Five stars goes a long ways. But until next time, take care of yourself.